You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others and the lessons we've learned and things that we can share to help you with your NFT journey no matter where you are on that journey whether you're just starting out or you've been around for a little while but you're still trying to figure things out like us. And I've got a veteran on the show today, my friend Mikey Trompetta who's been a software engineer and in that business for over 20 years, successfully exited his first startup called Galavantir. And his Web3 journey began in 2017 when he was building a cryptocurrency exchange. And unfortunately, during that time, the entire crypto market crashed, leaving most investors and blockchain enthusiasts uncertain of Web3's future. Fast forward to 2021, Bitcoin and Ethereum's price exploded. And afterwards, the general public as well as large institutions had started to take notice, and Mikey dove right into Web3, building a business called JDM Labs as a smart contract developer. And we're going to talk about that in this show. We're also going to talk about Mikey's journey into Web3 and especially into NFTs. He came in through Gary V's project, VFriends, the same as I did in May of 2021, and then started building a business around it. In this conversation, we also talk about the market and kind of what's going on there, because as we recorded this in June, the market had just, I mean, it has been crashing, basically. And we've entered essentially a bear market in crypto with Ethereum falling from 4000 to 3000 to 2000 all the way down to $1,000. And Yeah, this is coming out a couple months later in August. And I mean, who knows what it's going to look like when this comes out, but it's important to keep perspective in mind on the market. And and Mikey shares some of that being a veteran. So if you haven't been in it as long, even, you know, shorter than the year that I've been in, uh, it's good to hear from veterans and get that perspective. And then in part two of this conversation, we're going to talk more about Mikey's business and what he's doing in Web3, how how he's built that business for JDM Labs, and what a smart contract is as well. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. We talk about Mikey's journey into NFTs. We talk about vFriends. We talk about gift goats and the things that have gone well and not so well in that community. And next time, we'll talk about smart contracts as well. So thank you again for listening. And here we go. All right. I am here now with my good buddy, Mikey Trompetta, who I know from NFTs, from vFriends. He is all over the place, one of the most connected guys in the NFT space, as far as I'm concerned. Mikey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Andy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Good to have you on, not only in NFTs and vFriends, but we met through the Gift Goat community, fellow Gift Goats. You're even wearing the hat right now. Yes, I am. Which I'm really jealous yes, of, but you said you're going to get me one. So <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's something that, you know, we've been through an interesting journey together. And when people talk about, you know, community and NFTs, I think when you go through these interesting journeys of up and ups and downs, it definitely binds people. So let's start with a little bit about, you know, your background and who you are. And I want to get into the journey of like how you got into NFTs. Yeah, sure. So I'll just start off with my journey, if you don't mind, and just just cut me off and ask me any questions that yeah, you want. Let's do that. So I got into crypto back in 2017 after my previous startup was successfully um, acquired. I didn't take a break in between. I was planning to, but then you know, you know, a mutual colleague, a mutual friend of mine, hit me up and you know wanted me to help run their crypto exchange because back then crypto was getting hot. It was mm. like the ICO craze or towards the end of the ICO. Right, craze. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I joined that exchange. It was a centralized exchange, crypto to crypto. This was like right after Coinbase just launched, I think a year prior. And that's when I acquired most of my, my crypto. 
long story short, 2018, 2019, which is kind of mirroring to what's happening now, um, came. Bitcoin went from like 20K down to 3K. Ethereum went from like $900 to like $75. Mm. And, you know, our investors pulled out of the crypto exchange. Well, the fortunate thing that happened is, you know, I kept my crypto from back then. Fast forward to February of 2021 uh, of last year, and, you know, Bitcoin was starting to make the news again. So I started to find out what was happening. Yeah. I was listening to Gary V's po- uh, podcast, and then he was doing tea with Gary V during, you know, during the pandemic. And then he started talking about, yeah, I'm getting into NFTs and all that. Well, let me rewind a little bit. And I was like, he's getting into NFTs. I thought it was stupid, right? Because yeah. I saw when CryptoPunks launched. I saw when CryptoKitties launched. Mm. And I thought it was the dumbest thing. I was like, I'm not going to waste my ETH on that, buying a picture. Like, it was dumb. Stupid me, right? Like, right, you know, right. little, little do I know now. Well, little did I know then that what it would become now. So, you know, Gary announced his BeFriends NFTs. And I didn't get in, in, into the Discord until like right the day before Mint. But I decided beforehand that, you know what? I have a lot of crypto from back then. I'm going to go support Gary. You know, what's one and a half ETH, right? For a, right. For a very rare. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I how mentioned much, one and a half. How much Ethereum did you have saved up at the time from the early days? Uh, I had about like, uh, about like 70 ETH. From okay, back nice. then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From back then. But basically, yeah. So, you know, V Friends launched. I got in the Discord. I minted one and then I just got involved in the community. What was the um, first one you minted? It was a very rare, I don't know if I can curse, FU Monday Mole. Yeah, curse so, all yeah. you want. Yeah, oh, okay, cool, very, cool, cool. Yeah, it's very, a very rare. rare fuck, fuck you, Monday Mole. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I got that. I think that was one point five ETH at the at the yep. floor. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. It was at the floor. Nobody knew about it. Well, I don't think anybody knew about it because I I, I liked it because it was inspiration from you know his fuck you Mondays rant yeah. on YouTube. Yep. He's like fuck you Mondays. You know, like I don't live for the weekends. Fuck you Mondays. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 why I got it because you know, like I, I feel the same way. Like yeah. if we dread going to work on Mondays mm-hmm. and we only look forward to the weekends, what kind of life yeah. is that? That two out of the seven days of the week are your best days of your life. Like that's right. horrible. I don't want to yep. live that way. Agreed. So yeah, yeah, and that's why I minted that. But then I got involved in the community. Was it on Clubhouse all the time? And then. You know, one turned into six and <laughs> yeah, that includes yeah, a spec werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. A spec werewolf, hangout hawk, gift goat. And what else was that? Entrepreneur elf core and mm. a stoic slime core. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I, and we both ended up with that gift goat. So I'm curious, what were your thoughts going into that? Because that was the most expensive one I bought. It was five ETH at the time. Yes. And my wife and I had many discussions on it, but it was like, this seems crazy at the time. ETH was four thousand dollars so it was a twenty thousand dollar investment in a picture of a goat and a promise that gary was going to send us six gifts a year for the next three years yeah well actually that actually wasn't my target right my target was actually the hangout hawk after i got the very rare fuck you monday's mole i wanted to get the entrepreneur out so i actually minted that at a higher price actually at the top and then also and then i got a stoic slime because i had some ideas about how i uh, start beginning development work on nfts but I'll talk about that later. Okay. But then after that, I, I was looking at the Hangout Hawk and I really wanted some FaceTime, you know, with, with Gary because I never had that ever in my life. Yeah. And I thought it would be cool just to be in a Zoom call with him because I saw uh, marketing for the, not marketing, the 4Ds. There you go. The 4Ds yeah. videos on YouTube. 
Yeah. And, and I the thought, four D's is basically every now and then he would open it up where like five or 10, I don't know how many people could pay. Like, I think it was like 10 grand and yeah. go hang out with him in the office for the day or a couple hours, however much it was, you know, whatever it was. Exactly. Like I didn't want the access tokens because I wasn't sure what that would entail. Like, you yeah. know, like breakfast bat or whatever that was. Yeah. So I was like, you know, jump, you know, and it was like post pandemic. So I still wasn't sure what the situation was going to be. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, a zoom call would be cool. And for three ETH. Okay, cool. You know, cause I acquired my ETH for a lot cheaper. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's do that. And I got that. And then after that, I was talking with raw, the infamous raw on discord. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he was saying, you know, get as many V friends as you can, because you know, what's the worst that can happen. You sell it and you buy back your Bitcoin. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, I can afford a gift code. Why not just get a gift code? And I, yeah. I, that my thought, I was actually just like, I think it's just, this will be a cool experience. And I'm in it for the journey. I'm not in it to flip stuff. And yeah. I think it'll be fun just to have a gift code. So even till now, like I'm not looking to flip it or any of the gifts just because it's just so entertaining being in the Discord channels, being, you know, in the discussions and seeing people getting pissed off, like, what the hell is Gary doing? And then the other side is like, why don't you believe in Gary? And you know, like all, all the all the different discussions that that's occurring. But yeah, that 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 I literally got the gift code just because I thought it'd be really cool just to be part of that journey. And then right. the last thing I got was actually the spec, the spec uh, werewolf. So okay, yeah, you and I are recording this in mid June of 2022. Uh, He has hinted for quite a while that he's going to have something extra for spec holders, but I don't think he has announced that he said it would be after VCon. I hope so. He already did something cool for spec holders, which was, you know, when VFriends 2 dropped and we got, you know, that was cool. Yeah. I, I think it was, in my opinion, I think what went down is, you know, him and, you know, talking with his team and also being more inclusive Remember how we said specs would be VIPs in VCon, right, but now it was that. inclusive, right? Yes, yeah. So I think that's why, you know, he wanted it to be inclusive. He didn't want to be like, like only specs can sit in this area of, you know, of like all the talks, you know, I, and I, I think beforehand, I thought it would be bad during VCon. I'm like, I wish we had our own section and all that, but post VCon, I actually think it was a good choice because everybody yes. was just intermingling with each other. We didn't even care if you were a VFriends holder or not. Right. Everybody was just like, oh, you're into NFTs or you're here at VCon or you're a Gary V fan. Cool. We were all hanging out together. It didn't matter whether or not you were an NFT holder or not, what, or even if you were V friends one or V friends two. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think the way they did it worked out quite well and a lot easier for them too to just have open, you know, equality for everybody who, if you have a ticket, you're in. And yeah. yeah and the interesting thing about that is, you know, you and I acquired these things in May of 2021 for, yep. you know, several e thousands of dollars thinking, okay, well, the main benefit here is at the very least, we're going to have a conference ticket. Yes. And then, you know, the price of VFriends goes way up after that. And we're thinking, wow, man, we've got a ticket to basically the most expensive conference around. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, fast forward to VCon, somebody got swooped in and bought a ticket for basically like 250 bucks and, yep. and been there. And, and many people did. And, and, and I'm happy for them. It's just been a very interesting journey following, you know, all of that as it's gone on. Yeah, no, it is like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate how that went down and, you know, and that is some of the complaints that we've seen all the time, you know, in the gift code chat, right? Like the gut still right now, by far, hands down in all of discord, the gift code chat is, you know, one of the most insightful and intelligent conversations that I, that I'm, I'm a part of, Yeah, you know, I'm not improved. I'm not at Moonbirds, you know, I'm, I'm part of, you know, board apes, but 
you know, like still the conversations in the gift code chat is some of the best. You have a lot of intelligent people and successful people in there. And they've talked about this. They've talked about how the execution of the team of the V friends team, they've stumbled every step of the way. Mm. And it's, you know, that's why I think what happened with VCon and why the prices tumbled is the art reveal was very, was very bad. In my opinion, it was disappointing after Gary had hyped it up. Gary is a hype machine. Yes. And he doesn't do it from a place of inauthenticity. He's not fake. He's not doing it just to make money. He really believes in this stuff, but sometimes he hypes things up a little bit too much. And then people are disappointed because the art or whatever doesn't live up to the hype. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it was, it's a great artist. Snowfro is a great artist, but the problem was there was a disconnect between his team and what Snowfro does. Mm. Snowfro does generative programmatic art. That's why the squiggles, people were always wondering why are squiggles so expensive, blah, blah, blah. But it's because he programmatically created that on the blockchain. Now for him to go on procreate and create this art, I'm like, that's not your medium. Your Mm. medium is programmatic art. And that's why it tanked. People were like, I don't care if it's Snowfro on, and he did something on Procreate yeah. because that's not his medium. You know, can you, can you explain what that means? What the programmatic art is compared with sure. like Procreate is a is a software you use on like an iPad to draw, right? Yes, yeah. So, so when you do programmatic art, you create a program. So, using code and mathematical formulas to create shapes, whether it's squiggles, you know, like you know, like for example, a parabola is you know like is is a yeah. two degree uh, what do you call that polynomial, yeah. right? Y equals x squared. You know, that's the uh, that that's a parabola. And then, right. you know, once you have higher degree, you know, polynomials, then you can start to create different shapes. And then once you, you then you can get more complicated with different math equations. So that's programmatic, meaning you program you that. You're coming in here with algebra and trigonometry right now. This is yeah. like, I love it. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can programmatically create those different pieces of art. And yeah. that's what, you know, that's what Snowfro did. But now for him to come in with Procreate, which is a program on, on your iPad and using, you know, like an Apple pencil and just, you know, drawing on it, that is not the medium that he's known for. Yeah. So that announcement was botched because he was saying that, yeah, you know, it was good to not, you know, like somebody asked him, how did you create this? He's like, well, I couldn't create this programmatically because it would just take too much time. I just went on my iPad and just started, you know, doodling around. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I noticed, you know, the, the interview was, uh, was getting shorter and shorter Then Gary V cut it, cut it off. So it was botched. Mm. Like there should have been a pre-interview there, like saying, you know, to try to introduce it a lot better because now it seemed like it was just an afterthought, you know, kind of like with the whole drift and the photo shoot thing as well. It seemed like, oh yeah, we just got on a helicopter. We started taking random pictures all around Manhattan. It's like, it shouldn't be introduced that way. Like, you know, Gary has VaynerMedia and, you know, they should be prepped on all of this. Like all the, you know, like I get it. He wants authenticity, but sometimes it's okay to prep though. Like now, now it just comes off as like, Oh, I just did did it off the cuff. Like then there is, was there thought put into this? And then that's why, in my opinion, why the VCon tickets tanked. Yeah. So, and, and you refer to the, the drift photos, essentially one of the gifts that we received for having gift goats was collaboration with a, a photographer artist named drift who takes these crazy pictures of his vans shoes in different places. And he took Gary V up on a helicopter and they took pictures around Manhattan, New York city, Statue of Liberty, stuff like that. And they're pretty cool pictures. They are right. But you're saying not well planned out. And I guess, you know, to back that up, the whole gift goat journey that we've been on, we were promised that we would receive six physical gifts per year for the next three years. He later announced that he decided 
to go against whatever he was originally thinking and change things up and do something that was more unique and based on long, what he thought would be long-term value. And they would include an NFT with every gift. And people were pretty excited about that. But I would say it's been really interesting, as you said, very insightful chat in the gift code discord, that a lot of people have really not been that happy or satisfied with the gifts that we received. And I think to be fair, it's almost hard, impossible to meet everyone's expectations with you know a group of 550 people, who some of whom paid a lot of money, yes. many, many thousands of dollars and, and tons of ETH for these gift goats. But it's it seems like they've made many mistakes and have disappointed many people along the way. Yes. And you know, it's also about, you know, after you make a mistake, how do you address the mistake? Yeah. Right. And I think that is also has also been botched. And in my opinion, again, I'm not an expert. I'm not doing the gift goat execution and all of that. Yeah. No, I'm no customer service expert, but you know, it's just the way we felt like. Hey, we're your one of your most expensive community members, and just some communication would be helpful, right? And some help. And you know, yes, they do. They did do that to a certain extent, but also they ignored a lot of our suggestions. You know, when we were just trying to provide constructive criticism, it felt like we were just being ignored. You know, it's yeah. like like shut up, we're gonna do our thing, and you know, let us do our thing. We know what we're doing. It's like, well, some of these people in the gift code chat have been in the e-commerce business for Some serious years. experience, right? And yeah. they're offering to help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're offering to help for free. And it's like, yeah. no, we got this. We got this. It's like, Hey, come yeah. on. Like you got, you got like a lot of people here who are experts who are offering to help for free and they would love to be just be a part of it. And you're you just, you're just turning them away, which I think is foolish, but yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, and most of the people in there, even people who are criticizing, you know, they want this project to be really successful, right? There's so yeah. much loyalty and love for Gary and for the project and V friends and everything else. And, and so people yes. get frustrated, not only if they don't like the gift, but they want it to be really successful and look good to other people outside the community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, to, to rewind it back a little, like, I think that's why I think the whole community is still positive and, and still doing well so far, because just like you said, we all just want the best for the community, for the VFriends community, for the GIFCO community within VFriends and whatever sub-communities within VFriends, like Specs, you know, or yeah. whatever else, you know, Hangout Hawks, you know, all the access tokens. We just want the best for the community because it's, it's not even about the pump. We, right. we love the community so much. You know, during VCon, the vibes were so great. Yeah. You know, I th even though, like you said, like some people cop the VCon pass for like $250, but still it was, it was great coming into it and great leaving it. Yeah. We, we, we all felt great for, for it. And we, we still feel really positive going into 2023. That's why even though Twitter's having a meltdown right now because of the market conditions, VFriends overall, I think is still positive. And there's a positive outlook in the VFriends community. Yeah. I want to back up. So, you know, you yeah. got into crypto in 2017, you'd bought Ethereum early on, you were well positioned to buy VFriends and maybe some other NFTs. Was there, you said you kind of got into the VFriends Discord like the last minute before the launch. What was like the biggest hesitation or challenge in like figuring out NFTs? And what was like the biggest light bulb moment that, that caused you to think, oh, this is really where things are going? That is a good question. So for me, the biggest hesitation was literally like me thinking about, I'm buying a JPEG that Right, I can right click and save. Right. Like seriously, just like everybody else right now who thinks about NFTs, like why can't I just right click and save it? Yeah. Right. The biggest light bulb for me was actually not about provenance, which everybody keeps talking about, but 
you know, it's the culture of NFTs right now and the community that it build that that's that that it's building around, you know, whether it's the board apes, the cool cats, the gutter gangs, the friends, whatever, whatever community. Right. You know, of course, it's going to normalize later and NFTs are going to become mainstream, just like the Internet. But right now, in this moment of time and, and for us all experiencing this cultural shift, mm-hmm. we're a part of that and we're helping grow a part of that, whether we're in it like full time, 100 percent, whether we're in it. 50% or, you know, just barely in it, you know, whenever we can, yeah. you know, we're a part of it. And to be a part of that, to be a part of that movement is a special thing. Another aha moment was then when, you know, going back to provenance, that is important. I realize now that, yeah, anybody can right click and save. But the thing is with the blockchain, you can trace back eat your ownership on the blockchain to see who originally created that piece of art as a digital receipt and not have so many middlemen try to figure out, is it authentic? Is it not? You're not going to go on antique roadshow and see if, oh, this piece right. of art, is it authentic or not? No, it's all on the blockchain and you can figure it out with a snap of a finger. Yeah. You mentioned the market. Let, let's talk about that for a minute because yeah. you and I are recording this again, mid-June, 2022. And I always have to reference like when, because the market changes you know, Oof. so often. Sometimes I'm listening yeah. back and I'm like, ETH was at that price? When I was listening, but we are in the middle of what looks like a major downturn, a major, the beginning Mm -hmm. of possibly a major bear market. Ethereum has fallen from a high of around 4,500 in the early part of 2022, maybe January. It was hanging, and then to 3,000, it was hanging around, you know, 1,900, it seemed like for several weeks. And then Mm -hmm. recently it fell all the way down to almost $1,000 per coin. I think as you and I record this right now, it might be 1,100, 1,200. Bitcoin has also fallen near 20,000 from a high of 65,000. NFTs yep. are all way down. The floor prices are way down from yeah. their highs, even the best projects like Board Ape, Yacht Club, and VFriends, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You're saying because you got into crypto in 2017, you've been through a bear market before. What do you think about oh, yeah. this market now? It's good to have gone through it. I am, however, it still hurts. Yeah. I like to liken it, you know, if the older we are, you know, we've experienced heartbreak before, but it's, uh, you know, just because we've experienced heart, our hearts being broken and in breakups yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but right. at least, you know, what pain to expect. Right? Yes. You know, you're <laughs> going to survive, but it still yes. hurts a lot. It still hurts a lot. Yes. So it, it's, it's similar in the sense, uh, you know, specifically I saw Ethereum from an all-time high back then. And was it 2018? Well, yeah, 2018 of an all-time high of $900. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're about to reach that level of all-time high back then. Yep. We had an all-time high of about $2,400, $2,500 last October. Or no, mm-hmm. yeah, last October. Or last, yeah, some, some sometime around that. October of 2021, Yeah, to, to put in reference. So, you know, everybody back then thought crypto was done in 2018, 2019, and only, you know, the vestiges of the OGs remained and continued to build, build, build. That's why now it's a meme. You're seeing this meme on Twitter. Oh, it's time to build. And they're going like this. Time to build. Yeah. Yeah. Time to build. And it's, and it's true. You know, it is a meme, but it is true. So, you know, those who remain and those who continue to build will see the fruits of their labor if they can just weather this winter. You know, it could be one year, it could be two years, who knows how long it's going to be. I think, you know, I'm a little bit more optimistic and I think it'll probably just be a year, but, you know, other people are saying that it's going to be two years because it's not just the crypto market, but the whole entire market, you know. Yeah, the stock market is down, the the NASDAQ is down 50%, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of investments are are way down right now and, and, you know, big inflation, interest rates going up, a lot of different factors and, and a lot of uncertainty and 
I love when people say it's going to be a year. It's going to be two years. Like nobody has any idea. Exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody's going to happen. And this could be, you know, it, it really could be the end of crypto. It could be it rebounds in, you know, two years. I think it is going to rebound in, you know, two, three years. It could rebound next week. Like you really just don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you really just don't know. And I think that's the beauty of this, right? Where people have put themselves in a vulnerable position is if they've gone full time into Web3, specifically NFT or day trading crypto, right? Yeah. If you're in that business, I understand the pain that you're feeling because now, oh, you are like, Imagine you have to flip NFTs or crypto in order to pay rent. Yeah. And then at the state of crypto right now, oh, that can be very, very tough. You know, like for other, you know, for other people who have full-time jobs and and crypto and NFTs are hobbies. Yeah. It's okay right now, just as long as you have your job and you're not getting laid off. And, you know, I'm hoping, you know, like nobody gets laid off during this time. Right. But yeah, yeah like exactly. if, if it's a hobby and not just a hobby, but you, it, a serious hobby that you take very, very yeah. seriously, you can weather the pain and yeah. it'll be okay. It's definitely a hobby for me, but painful right now because I did put a lot in, you know, at higher, higher prices to watch it go down like this. But it, it sounds like you're you're still bullish. And you know, to reference like the full time in NFT crypto, you know, several times, you know, during those bull markets, you'd see people on Twitter saying, I just quit my job, I'm full time in NFTs, and they get like a thousand likes on Twitter. Everybody's so excited for them. And I'm yep. thinking, wow, I wonder what they have. You know, and and like how long that can last for them, and then now you know we'll see. Can some of them still stay in the space when the market is like this? Exactly, that's the key. That's going to be the key. Is just is the staying power, right? You know, like that's why right now you have the old school, the OGs. You know, like Jimmy Eve, Pranksy, Lupify. You know, I hate to even reference, but like Archic and Beanie, and like all those people who are OGs in the space, you know, like they've weathered the first storm, you know, like not even them, like, you know, Nate Alex, you know, Frankie Nines. Uh, there's a whole yeah. bunch of people like yeah. who are now OGs, but they were building like the Dapper Labs who built Crypto crypto Kitties, Larva yeah. Labs who built Crypto Punks. Yeah. They were building something and they believed in something and they wanted to build something cool on the blockchain and they built the Crypto Punks. That's yeah, the, why the funny, Gary- the funny thing is that our guy, Gary V has also been saying this whole time, like, don't spend more money than you can afford. Crypto yep. winter is coming. I'm stacking cash to be ready for it. And, I'll, you know, many of us are like, oh, yeah, sure, Gary. Let me go invest more in this space yeah. right now. And now he's proving to be to be right. Yep. Yep. And that's why, you know, overall, you know, with, with the whole market tanking like right now, I'm not concerned nor, you know, I, I mean, of course, I'm concerned in terms of like, because I'm in Web3 full time, you know, with JDM Labs. But otherwise, I'm not concerned in terms of, the long-term aspect of it, the longevity of it. Yeah. So you're still very bullish on the market long-term and like where oh, yeah. cryptocurrency and NFTs and everything. Yeah. It's not going anywhere, especially with, you know, like how, uh, you know, with, with the US dollar and how much inflation there is happening with the US dollar. Like people are going to turn to cryptocurrencies. There's going to be more countries than just El Salvador uh, going to make cryptocurrency their, their national currency, in my opinion. Yeah. It's going to happen down the line. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my friend Mikey Trompetta. He is so well connected in the NFT space. Seems like everybody knows him, especially in VFriends world, but in other spaces as well. He's worked on a lot of different projects. If you want to connect with Mikey, you can reach out to him. His Twitter handle is MikeyJT, M-I-K-E-E-J-T. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter. If you're interested in working with him on a project, his email is Mikey, M-I-K-E-E, at jdmlabs.io. That's Mikey at jdmlabs.io. 
And of course, make sure you're following me and everything that I'm doing out there on social. I'm Andy Storch at Twitter or on Twitter, A-N-D-Y-S-T-O-R-C-H, Andy underscore Storch on Instagram. And my website is andystorch.com. And you can find more information there about this podcast, about other podcasts that I host, and even about my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Thank you again for listening. Uh, Tune in next time for part two of my conversation with Mikey. We talk more about the market and dig into his business with JDM Labs and what he does with smart contracts, what he's done with a couple of the projects that I've been involved in, and even explain what is a smart contract and why is he so bullish on the future of NFTs. Stay tuned. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with US dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.